Welcome to The Breakdown, where we dig deeper into Sunday sermon, talk about life, and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown. Uh, We are still in our series on the book of Ephesians. I got Nick with me today. Hey, hey, hey. Glad to be on the uh, the breakdown again. Yeah. It's awesome. We're, we're in the swing of things. We're, we're in a good habit, a good rhythm. Let's so, do it. Uh, this will be the last week. You won't be on next week because we have Brian. That's right, Brian. It'll be Brian's turn. Give me a week off. It's uh, his turn to jump up there and preach the word. I know we're excited to hear from him. Yeah. But we were talking about last Sunday's sermon, and um, the sermon was on prayer. Yeah, really a prayer for the church. Um, but we talked about some practical things. So to begin this week's podcast, I wanted to get into uh, some Bible Bowl trivia about prayer. Um, I, I think they're pretty simple, but it kind of gets us to think of the importance of prayer and how the biblical authors uh, use it. So I have to know first if you did Bible Bowl. Oh, did I do Bible Bowl? Did you? Okay, yes. You're Bible Bowl champion. That, huh? that was like my thing growing up. Um, yeah. The church we went to in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they had a pretty good, they had multiple Bible Bowl teams, but wow. um, they hosted the Bible Bowl for oh, Bible Bowl champ, the Super Bowl of the Bible Bowl. I, I do have a nice, it's probably my biggest trophy uh, growing uh, up. I mean, but I, I really enjoyed that. I, I'm a nerd for trivia like that, yeah. and I really like it. And so, um, and I still specifically remember going through Judges and Joshua uh, and Acts, and it was fun. And then when we so moved good. from there, I went back as an honorary player for that team. Awesome. Uh, and then we created our own team of the church I grew up at, and it was fun. Nice. Well, I only ever really heard about that through the years. I never, I wasn't in a church where we did that. And, of course, I didn't grow up in the, in the Christian church, so it just wasn't a thing for me. Uh, until I got into Bible college and started hearing people talk about it. I was like, what's Bible bowl? What are you talking about? <laughs> are you bowling with no Bibles? idea what that was? <laughs> and so, you know, now through the years we've had fun with it, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay, cool. So, yeah. We had like the little, um, it was set up to where you had your, your own life. Like it had an ABCD answer and you would flip the answer. So it was multiple choice. Oh. So you just have to know relatively what that answer was. Um, but yeah, man, I, I love that. Um, so our Bible Bowl questions for today. Yeah. We should start a Bible Bowl. Since segment. I wasn't on that team now, now I get to have Bible Bowl time. I love it. Yeah. We'll start out with an easy one. No pressure. All right. What book of the Bible talks about prayer the most or has examples of prayer the most? Uh, probably the Psalms. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. So now a little harder. Okay. What's yeah. the second most used um, book of the Bible with prayer? Hmm. This one's kind of a curveball. I was not expecting this. Thank you, uh, Lagos, for helping me out mm-hmm. with this nice, lovely bar chart. Man, I don't know. Is it is it a New Testament letter? I'll give you. I'll give you this. It's okay. old. It's in the Old Testament. Ah, okay. Hmm. Lamentations. No. Okay. It, it's actually Second Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would have never guessed that. I would have that. never guessed yeah. that. Um, but what about the New Testament? Let's. I think mentions prayer oh, the most. Man, I don't know. <sighs> this one surprised me too. But now that I know the answer, it yeah. makes so much sense. So it is a New Testament letter. New, yeah, it's in the New Testament. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess they're all letters, other than the Gospels, more or less. Um, 
I don't know. I'm going to say First Corinthians. It's actually uh, Acts. Huh. And it makes yeah. sense because it's the beginning of the church. Yeah, sure. It's a it's a pivotal foundational tool that's used to you know, talk with God. Um, so yeah, I mean that kind of surprised me too. With yeah. um, I can't tell what's the second. There's like a tie for um, for the most uh, after that. It's Second Corinthians. Um, I was in the right church. That's not the right yeah. line. Right? <laughs> there you go. So how many times? In the KJV version, hmm. is the word or a word associated with prayer used? So, like prayer, supplication. Um, Three hundred and twenty-four. Double that. It's about six hundred and ninety-three <laughs> times that it's mentioned. No, so close uh, in the Bible. But in the ESV, um, I don't have this written down, but it's about the number that you uh, that you guessed. Just the word prayer. Right. And so some of the words. Could be translated. See, I knew it in the ESV. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I had the answer right in the ESV. Who reads Just, KJV? Why are you throwing KJV in there? Man? <laughs> Come on. Oh man! All right, so we're done with the Bible World questions. This is a, a question that I um, thought about during your sermon because um, you're talking about how prayer affects us. What surprises you most about prayer? Yeah, I think for me, man, I, the thing that surprises me personally the most about prayer is that I that I genuinely believe that the Lord has answered every one of my prayers yeah. and how amazing that is to look back on that over the span of your life and feel like the Lord answered all those prayers. And of course, so many of them, he did not answer in the way that I had hoped when I initially prayed, yeah. but he has answered the prayer in a way that, you know, I can see now makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. Even if it was painful or even if it was challenging or, you know, again, even if I didn't get what I wanted, I genuinely believe he answered the prayer. You know, the, the heartfelt prayers that I lifted up, I believe were answered. And I think that as you look back on it is maybe, you know, you shouldn't be surprised by it, but I'm human. Yeah. Yeah. How about, how about you? Man, I, I was on that same uh, train of thought is, is looking back at specifically hard times in my life where I've prayed for something specific and how God answered that prayer. So how he led me out of that hard time. Um, and really the thing that, that I kept thinking about, and I'd love to share this story more in detail one day, but um, before I got into ministry, uh, Heather and I were dealing with, she had, um, we didn't know she had POTS at the time. And so we we're trying to figure out what was going on to, to cause her to be so sick. And um, and we had really been praying. And one day I was like, I, I believe that we just need to take a, a leap of faith. And that leap of faith for us was to, to begin in full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of questioning that because, you know, in ministry, coming from the teaching side, I had... Um, health insurance, all that was taken care of through mm -hmm. my job. And so going into ministry, you have to find those things out yourself. And I was pretty nervous about that, mm -hmm. being in the midst of really a crisis in our life. And so um, we said yes to a ministry job. Two weeks later, the doctor calls and says, hey, it's the simple pill you need to kind of slow her heart rate down. She's good to go. Mm -hmm. And we're like, what? We have been looking for this. She's been looking for this for years. Yeah. And God's like, I felt like it was so connected with our leap of faith vocationally that he was like, all right, 
you're trusting me. Kind of like with Abraham going and he tells Abraham to get up and go. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to sort the details out. And, and for me, man, I, I had chills right now. Just remembering that it was such a blessing for us in such a small way. Like this little teeny tiny peel still blows my mind how God orchestrated that. No so doubt, man. yeah, answered prayers awesome. and being able to tie those things together. Um, so cool. So cool. Um, but for your sermon, um, we're going through the book of Ephesians, and uh, we're going to be in chapter 3, verses uh, 14 through 21. Um, I think that ends chapter 3, right? That's, yeah. It's verse 21. Uh, give us kind of a synopsis of what's what's playing out right here that Paul's talking about. Well, you know, he started in verse 1 where he you know, says, for this reason I, Paul, and then he goes into what we talked about in the previous week where he's really talking more about the gospel and the the uh, the inclusiveness of the gospel for the Gentiles and the Jew. And then he comes back in verse 14 and says, you know, for this reason, I've been praying for you. For this reason, you need to be a praying people, right? All of these kinds of things. So it's the, it's the model of Paul laying out for the church then and for us today of how critical prayer is, yeah. how essential prayer is. And so that's really what this message ended up being about was, you know, what can we learn from what Paul says about prayer and, you know, to the church at Ephesus? How can we apply that to our lives today? And, you know, we, we of course, celebrated 152 years at Galilee this past Sunday. And so it was an opportunity to say, look, and, I, and the Lord gave me this on, on that Sunday morning because I hadn't really arrived at how I really wanted to illustrate that as much as I, I had some ideas so you did all that math pretty quick. I did the math, yes, yeah, sitting here in my office <laughs> on Sunday morning, like, wait a minute, this could work. Because I started, the Lord just gave me this idea of like 152 years. Think about how many people have been praying for this church. Because, you know, it's impossible if, if anybody's been to our church, you, you sit in our offices and right outside is our cemetery. And it's a historical cemetery where, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are buried here, some from the 1800s. Yeah. And I, I can't help think, I can't help but think about the historical context of this church, all those faithful people that have come before. And so, yeah, I had to do the math on, if you just ballparked it, how many people, if they prayed twice a day for their church, that, that you know have, were active members of our church over the last 152 years, and I, I came up with an average attendance over that amount of time, which was a ballpark of about 300. You, you look at those numbers, and the long story short is it works out to 33 million prayers Man. lifted up on behalf of this church. Yeah. I mean, that's enough. And I said this Sunday, that's enough where you feel like God's got to be like, no, I got it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. You don't have to keep saying, no, I, I, got, I know about Galilee Christian Church. I know church. about them in Jefferson, Georgia. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, I, I got it. So, but in all seriousness, what an unbelievable honor that we get to follow in those footsteps of, of all those prayers. Yeah. Many of those prayers were prayed for us. Yeah, I was just about to say Right? That. Yeah, Before people so cool. ever knew us, they prayed like, Lord, keep this church strong. And Lord, continue to raise up pastors that, that will serve the church. And Lord, continue to raise up servants that will come and serve the church. And, you know, uh, bless the continuing ministry of this church and reach people with the gospel for years to come. We we get to be a part of that, yeah. right? That's amazing. It's really amazing when you think about it. So, 
yeah, that was kind of where we we started in the in the open, and then we we got into the practical side of things, which I don't know how much do you want to, are you reading into no, this? No, you're good, you're good. Well, you know, we got into the first part talking about the posture of prayer. And, and that to me was just a practical thing we were learning from Paul because Paul's like, I've been on my knees for you. Yeah. And we all can equate that idea of like, man, if I'm down on my knees, I'm, I'm serious. Like I mean business now, right? And, and just thinking about what, what we learned from that. Well, hey, what, what's our posture look like? Are we taking our prayer life seriously Am I hitting my knees sometimes? Am I hitting my knees, not even necessarily literally, but am I intentionally fervent in my prayer life or not? Yeah. I mean, whenever you kneel, it's a, it's a humbling stance. Yeah. And so are we humbling ourselves before the Father to, to lay down our burdens, to, to remind ourselves who he is? Like later I'll talk about just some practical ways that we should pray. Like are we confessing our sins before the Father in a humble way, not just because I have to, but because I understand who God is. Right. Um, and I think the posture of prayer for that is like Paul's reminding us that it's important. Like it helps with our mindset. Um, and, and I think back to other letters that Paul writes and in his uh, greetings, he always says that like, hey, I've been praying for you. And like, that's, that's powerful. I mean, you were just talking about how all the many people that are probably praying for where we are today. That's shown in scripture. Um, I, I think about how Mary, um, whenever she's singing this praise to God or this prayer to God, her prayer is so similar to that of, um, of, of uh, Hannah. Mm-hmm. What do I have Hannah said? Hannah, right? Yeah. Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when she's praying, they're so similar. And it's like Mary had to have known about this other prayer. Uh, I should have said, I don't know. You're the Bible book champion. <laughs> Man, I took your place. I keep wanting to say some other name, and I'm pretty sure it's Hannah. And I could be mistaken, but yeah. you can correct me if I'm, I'm wrong. But yeah, I think that's right. It's so beautiful to read and see prayers that affect people over generations and generations. I mean, you read the Psalms, and there are some people that pray the Psalms out. Like, yeah. Those psalms that David or whoever wrote have had a lasting effect to get us in the mindset of prayer. And and like what Paul's saying here, kneeling before the Father, those psalms help us to get there. Or those, those prayers that we've heard or been, or been prayed for us help us to get there. Um, I just read, I've just been reading Exodus in my, you know, my personal prayer time and study time. And I just finished, you know, them crossing the Red Sea and then Moses and Miriam sing this song. Yeah. Right. There's a whole like 31 verse. I think it's more than that. It's like something like 31 verses of a song that they sing basically and at least was later recounted or, you know, documented that moment. I don't know of that moment, like what God had done in that. And isn't that cool to think about in that time period? you could and would recount these major moves of God by singing a song. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's cool. You yeah. know? Matters. It and it's done over and over again. Yeah. You see that through the Psalms. Through and that's a posture too, because you know, you got to stop what you're doing. Like you're stopping. It's intentional. Yeah, it's intentional. And that was really what the whole posture thing was. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you're standing on your head or if you're on your knees or whatever. It's much more about are you intentionally finding that time every day that works for you? 
because you know I talk about for me it's a morning per I'm a morning person and that that for me is the best time to pray if I'm praying late at night and I do but honestly I'm praying as I'm falling asleep because the moment I lay in my bed you know I try to read at night and I may get through about a page right. and I'm out I'm in the same boat just <laughs> at the end of the day intellectually I'm my brain's dead yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even for like Israelites, like Daniel, I mean, Daniel prayed three times a day. He had this rhythm in yes. his life that saying, hey, this is, this is important for me, not only for myself, but I, I, and I keep thinking about this kneeling to put myself on my knees shows me my position in this world mm -hmm. where later I'll, I'll talk about, um, about this, but I am a nobody like compared to who I'm speaking to. Like I have no control over, over much. It's all through God that I'm petitioning these things. And, and he's saying yes or no. And I'm reminding myself of who he is. And I think that intentionality really changes us. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that you kind of get to that um, maybe in this next section where you talk about uh, powerful prayer. Right. Um, and that comes from 16 through um, through 19 and it talks about being filled uh, to the measure of the fullness of God like, mm -hmm. that's that's powerful well this that's those famous verses about you know that you could know how high and how deep and how wide and you know that the love of Christ is for you that that you would be able to reflect on that truth in your prayer life mm -hmm. that it would inspire you to remember how much God loves you and I just think that you know man I what what Paul is trying to get them to grasp is the power, right? You know, the power of God's love and the power of being able to connect to the God of the universe. I think that was where I started talking about, oh, isn't this where I talked about how if I were God, I wouldn't have made prayer and connecting with him so, so easy? Yeah. Because that just would be my human nature to be like, look, you're, you're getting, hey, look, buddy, I'm, I'm something. Right? Yeah. I'm the God of the universe, you're not going to just come willy-nilly over here talking to me. Yeah. Except that's exactly what God did, was just leave an open door that says, hey, any whosoever will, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. And you go, you go back into the Old Testament where you have these people that, that were put in charge, these high priests that, mm -hmm. you know, on the Day of Atonement could go into the Holy of Holies and be in the presence of God. And just how how weighty that was for them. Right. I mean, they would wrap a chain around them because if they weren't right with God, they would, they would be killed. Yeah. You know, they'd, they'd be able to drag their out. dead body. Yeah. Out. yeah. And, and so just the, the fact that we get to that, the veil was torn to the Holy of Holies and mm -hmm. we, we get to go straight to the father because of what Christ has done for us. And that's the critical part. Yeah. Because make sure nobody hears me making light of any of this. Cause I'm not, you know, this, this is not to, denigrate the holiness of God, his specialness, it isn't. You know, in many ways, God did make it hard for us to approach him, but he didn't make it hard on us. He gave the weight of that to Jesus. Absolutely. And so we have an advocate, we have a bridge, we have a communicator yeah. between us and him that took, you know, gave us all of his holiness to allow us that line of communication. And so now it's made easy for us by Christ. And, but that's a really critical distinctive that I probably should have said Sunday, but that I'll, I'll go out of my way to say now that this is not to, 
in any way lessen um, God's majesty and his holiness and our reverence for him, because that should always be there. I guess sometimes I just, I know that for me that's implied, yeah. uh, but we ought to say it out loud. Yeah, so yeah. for sure. I, I think whenever I was, uh, I did, I did more studying on this topic than normal for podcasts just because yeah. I was interested. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading about how um, the Israelites, after Moses goes on top of Mount Sinai and is in the presence of God and he comes back and his, his face is glowing, mm-hmm. like how they reacted to him and just being like, I don't know if we want to get close to you. Like, mm-hmm. hey, but that's what prayer does. Like being in the presence of God changes us. Um, and it changed Moses physically to show the the inward change that it, yes. it really has on, on Christians today. Um, and then your third point for this. Uh, well, let me go. Let me go back because I think this is this for me and my generation needs to be said again. Um, you talked about this doesn't mean that prayer is a name it, claim it type of thing. Right. I, I see that prevalent mm-hmm. um, and, and certain segments of Christianity is, oh, if I pray it yeah. and I claim it in the name of Jesus, then it's done. Yeah. Well, hold up. Right. Because it's, it's really not like mm-hmm. we, we give what we may need or what we think we need and what we, what we want. And then we allow God to say yes. Or no. Yeah. There's a lot of junk food theology out there. You know, it's a, it is a, tell me, you know, feed me what I want to hear. Feed me the best, uh, you know, feed me all the things that are going to make me happy and be attractional for me. And the truth is that some parts of being a believer are hard. You know, some parts of walking with Jesus aren't easy. Sometimes you need to hear no, right? If I never said no to my kids about what they were wanted to eat that day, they'd eat nothing but ice cream (laughs) and they'd be super unhealthy, right? But because I love my children, I'm going to take care of them. If I never discipline my kids ever, then they would be terrible human beings, but I love them enough to discipline them. And so hearing no and being disciplined are some of the most loving things that God does for us, just like we do for our kids. Yeah. So, but people don't always want to hear that. You you talk about Mark 11, 24, that says, therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, they will be granted for you. And I would add on to that James 4, I think it's verse six or seven where he's talking about you've asked, but you've asked in a selfish motive. And I'm I'm paraphrasing this. You've asked in a selfish motive for your own gain. Mm -hmm. And so if we're praying for our own gain to make ourselves known and not God, then those prayers will not be answered. And I I think it's so funny because you know that Jesus, as he hears our conversations now, and you know, he's got to think like, I knew y'all were going to do this because I'm God and I'm I'm omnipotent. And I'm and omniscient, omniscient, but surely y'all knew that I. It was implied that I didn't mean right. You know, hey Lord, give me a million dollars right now because I want it, and then you don't give me a million dollars, and then I'm mad at you. Like surely you knew that's not what I meant. I didn't have to say this. It was implied, but right. I mean, it should have been obvious that I'm talking about giving you the things that you need for life and ministry and sustaining and, you know, like, come on. I I don't know. Again, the Lord is so unbelievably patient and gracious with us in ways that we as human beings could never be like, just could never be. And that's kind of, I mean, I feel like how you've ended with the powerful praise is it says in verse 20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. We ask and imagine 
the the basics i believe like just give me something that's going to make me feel good for the time now mm-hmm. like not something that's good for me mm-hmm. and god knows in, in his glory and his majesty that what we're asking for like you said is just ice cream mm-hmm. like we need the fruits veggies the, the meats to be able to grow and look more like christ mm-hmm. and that's what he gives us and he not only gives us that now but to affect generations from from here on out sure but i, I kind of wanted to end the podcast and it's perfect timing is all right maybe i've got out of the habit of praying or maybe i'm i'm new to praying um how should i pray and i, I have this really easy um format I, i'm a yeah. format guy if i have a format i'm probably going to do it excellent um, so how do we pray and we, we use the word acts and we're going to Take each letter and talk about that. So the A in Acts is adoration. So adoring God, knowing who he is, um, praying and, and saying, hey, God, you are merciful and gracious and holy. We praise his, his attributes. Um, and I think the best place we see examples of this is in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And so David is reminding himself, really, who God is. True. And so that kind of sets us up to remind us who we are (laughs) like, Hey, we are humbling ourselves before this great God. So after adoration, the C is confession. We confess our sin. First John one nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. Here we recognize our place. We're sinful people. Uh, Just like Isaiah and and Isaiah six recognize that he was unclean mm-hmm. in the presence of God. We recognize that we need to confess, you know, our sins before God. Uh, the T in Acts is thanksgiving. We're thankful for the things God's given us, for what he's done in our life. But ultimately, we're thankful for how he's given us our salvation through Christ. And so these first three kind of set us up in this mindset of, hey, prayer's not all about me. Yeah. Like prayer is reminding myself who God is. And then the last one, which I think is for majority of us, this is our longest part. And maybe our only part most of the time is supplication, is asking God for the things that that we we need or we think we need, but ultimately for the things we want. Sure. Things that we we think we want to help us to be more like Christ. And so this is just an easy way to remember in a format of how to pray. Um, I've seen it. It's benefit been beneficial to me. Um, because I used to be the part where I just want to ask God for things yeah. like genie in a bottle. Um, and so this kind of slows me down and it's more intentional, um, kind of like kneeling. It's gets you in the right mindset. No, so. that's good. That's an excellent acrostic. Yes. Love them. Easy to remember. Yeah. yeah. Helpful and practical. That's a good thing. So as we wrap up uh, this week, week's episode, um, what you looking forward to, man? Got anything exciting going on? Yep. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, we're yeah, back. I'm going to be back leading my class. Looking forward to that. Jumping back into the book of Romans, Romans chapter 10. And then, a little personal note, Gus and I are heading to a Dolphins game. We try to go down once a year to Miami yeah. for a game. So this will be, you know, that's that, that's really he and I's thing is that uh, we love the Dolphins and love to watch those games together on Sundays. So it's a Sunday night game. So uh, Brian's up preaching this week. I'll probably be here for the early service to worship with everybody. And then we will jump on a plane and fly and uh, go to the game that night and fly back the next day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be exciting. Trip. 
Yeah, it'd be a quick trip, but it'll be awesome. So yeah, that's us. How about you? Um, Wednesday nights, man, we get to jump back into eating together and studying God's word. Uh, my class is in the book of James. So we'll be in James chapter four, uh, hence why I quoted James earlier, because that's what's on my mind. Yeah. Um, but on the same note on Wednesday, it's the opening night of NBA basketball, oh, which I am a huge yes. fan. And so uh, I'll be running home. The game is at, wait a second. I think it's at no, it's 7.30 Eastern. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. I forget okay. that I'm on East Coast time now. You're so East. No I'm perfect. It's at 7.30. Well, we'll end at 7.30. Yeah. I'll probably get home by 8. And so, yeah, man, we'll be, be there after the first quarter. Man. Yeah, yeah. Nobody watches the first quarter. Anyways. There you go. We're good to go. Uh, so I'm excited about that. My parents are also coming. Um, they'll be in late Wednesday night. Awesome. And so I'm going to spend some time with them Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we're going to check out uh, Tulula Falls. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Been wanting to go do a little hike up there, so we'll go do that. But uh, man, it's gonna be a good, good rest of the week. Nice weekend. Yeah. Sounds great, brother. Enjoyed it. Yep, me too. So uh, we thank you guys for listening, and until next week, we'll see you later. Later.